Have you ever been asked, what do you want to be when you grow up? Gwen gets to work. I like talking to people and they like talking back to me. Well, that's what I think. One day I asked my mum, well, how do I know what I want to be when I grow up? My mum said, if I interview people about like their jobs and things like that, well, I will find out and like the people, all the people who who are listening, um, you will find out too if you don't know. Let's get to work. I will be interviewing a canine massage therapist and dog trainer. She trains my grandma's dog, which is no easy task. I hope you enjoy. Hi. Hi, Gwen. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Good. Can I ask some questions on your job? Can indeed, yeah, fire away. When you were a little when you were a little girl, what did you want to be? That's a really good question. I've got to say I wasn't hundred percent sure, but I did really want to work with animals. I loved animals and that was something I wanted to do. So you helped my grandma to train her dog best. But you also massage dogs. Is that right? It sounds funny. <laughs> it does. Yeah, that's exactly right. It does sound a bit strange because you probably don't get many trainers that massage dogs or many massage therapists that train dogs. But yes, I do. I do both of those things. So how do you massage a dog when it walks into your work? Like what exactly happens? So when I massage dogs, I visit them in their own home. So they're nice and relaxed in their own house. And so basically we kind of find a quiet room and just settle down, put a mat out on the floor, or I might put up my massage couch depending on the dog. And then we just get them to settle there. So at first might just sort of calmly spend a little bit of time just getting to know them and just stroking them and greeting them so that they feel relaxed and confident. And then usually what happens is they start to settle down and they'll sit down and then they'll start to lie down and then we can kind of do more and more of the massage moves on them. Just let it happen. Just let it happen. Fermi la bouche. Fermi la bouche. Do you have like special oils or do you just massage them? That's a great question because, yeah, with humans, we quite often use oils, don't we? Um, But for dogs, because they've got obviously all their hair as well, if we put lots of oil on their coat, we can actually make them really slippery and it makes it hard to massage them. So we don't actually use oils for dogs. Um, (laughs) We try to make the uh, atmosphere nice and nice and calm for them, but we don't tend to use tend to use oils. Do you have a favourite type of dog? 
Oh, that's a really great question as well. Um, I love all kinds of dogs, but I'd probably say probably my favourite breed is a Rottweiler. What's your favourite dog, Gwen? Sausage dog. A sausage dog. Lovely. <laughs> They're very sweet, aren't they? Are they easy to train? Well, <laughs> they've got a reputation for being a bit stubborn, but I don't really believe that. <laughs> I've trained with lots of sausage dogs, and actually they seem to really enjoy training. They have a go, <laughs> but they're, they're very determined little dogs. <laughs> <laughs> they've been bred for hunting, so they've got a real character. <laughs> Do you have a dog? At the moment, I don't. Unfortunately, I don't have a dog at the moment. Um, but I'm usually out and about working so much that I'm not at home very often. And one of the things we say for dog owners is you don't want to leave your dog at home for very long periods on their own. Otherwise, they can get upset and lonely. So actually, it's quite good I don't have a dog at the moment because I wouldn't want to leave them home alone. Did you have a dog when you were little? What Was it trained? So we didn't directly have a dog um, in my house with, with my parents and siblings, but my grandparents had dogs. Uh, they had little terriers and um, they didn't, I don't think they formally took him to, them to training classes, but they were actually really nice, friendly dogs and really kind of well behaved, which was really nice. So they must have done a little bit of training at home. How do you train a dog? Oh, that is a great question. <laughs> so the really important thing for training dogs is we've got to remember our dogs don't understand us when we say words at them at first because they don't speak English. So if we just ask them to do things before we've really taught them what words mean, then they might look at us a little bit puzzled, not sure what to do. So when we train dogs, what we need to do is try and encourage them to demonstrate behaviours that we like by um, doing luring with food, which is like showing them a little treat by their nose and then using it to guide them round into different positions, like into a sit position or a laying down position. And then once they're doing the behavior, then we can pair the words we would like to use to that behavior. So once we move our little treat above our dog's head and they sit their bottom down, we can say sit. So as they do behavior, we can say our word at the same time. And if we do that lots and lots of times, then we can try saying it at the beginning to see if our dog has put two and two together and they understand when they hear that word, it goes with that behavior. So we say sit and they pop their bottom down on the floor. <laughs> do you ever massage or train other animals like a donkey? <laughs> I was walking down the road and I saw a donkey. How I only had three legs. He was a wonky donkey, wonky donkey, wonky donkey. Yeah. I was walking down the road and I saw a donkey. How I only had three legs and one eye. He was a winky wonky donkey. Winky wonky donkey. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, I'd love to do that with donkeys. I'm, I've never trained a donkey or massaged a donkey. <laughs> I have trained a little bit with horses before. So I've done a little bit with horses. Um, but massage, um, the course I did for the massage was specifically for dogs. So we just learned how to massage dogs. But I do have a friend who massages horses. So people do do it. <laughs> Can you remember any funny things that might have happened or any really impossible dogs <laughs> i like to think that no dogs impossible <laughs> usually there's a way sometimes you have to work differently with different dogs to help them sort of understand what you're trying to show them to help them be successful um i think in terms of funny things i think the great things working with animals is that they do funny things a lot of the time and they're very cute um, i think particularly a couple of things that have happened uh, in my puppy classes are puppies stealing other puppies toys so they go across the room and they pick up another puppy's toy and go off with it and have a nice time chewing on their toy and we have to sort of encourage them to give the toy back by swapping them for a bit of sausage or something like that so we can give the other puppy their toy back <laughs> That sounds funny. <laughs> Have you got any tips for how to train or help dogs and anything you should never do? So in terms of yeah, tips for helping dogs, I think the best thing we can try and do is see things from our dog's perspective. So when we're trying to train them to see like what's going on for them. So if we see that they're doing a particular behaviour, sort of thinking, why is my dog doing that? And trying to think how they would be feeling in their position. And that helps us to kind of get a better idea about how we can train our dog and manage their environment to keep them happy. And so they understand um, what it is we would like from them, but we're also giving them what they need as well. So just usually slowing everything down, being nice and calm, being really patient, being really consistent so that our dogs can get that nice calm energy from us as well. It helps them to relax, helps them to learn a lot better. Yeah. How did you become a dog trainer and therapist? Did you have to go to college? So what I did, the first thing I did is I went to university and I did an animal behaviour and welfare degree. So we learned lots of things about how to um, assess how good the welfare is of different animals and to understand what they need to feel good. So like the same as us, we know what we need to feel good. Like we need to have good sleep. We need to have some social time. We need to play. We need to exercise. And lots of those things are the same things that are like our dogs and lots of other animals need as well. So we learned lots of things about that. And we also learned um, the theory of how you train dogs. So learning theory, so understanding that the way we teach, how it's most effective for our dogs to learn. So after that, after going to university, I went and um, I was also volunteering for an animal charity called the Blue Cross. And I was working in the kennels with the dogs there. So And luckily, when I finished my degree, I was very lucky and I got a job working for Blue Cross with the dogs. And I got to work with hundreds of lovely dogs and lots of great people who had so much knowledge and experience. I learned lots and lots from them on the practical side of things. So that was great. And whilst I was working there, I did my massage qualification at the same time. So I was doing another course outside of that uh, a practitioner program to learn how to provide massage treatments to dogs who are rehabilitating from injuries, who might have um, just had some surgery. 
and those kind of conditions, arthritis, stuff where they're having uh, pain and tissue recovery. Make an appointment with the Super Vet on BBC Earth. We watch Super Vets, like where people treat animals when they really hurt themselves. So do you uh, help animals when they really hurt themselves? Yes, yes, do. So the first place of course, if an animal hurts themselves, the first place they need to go is the vets. Um, so the vet can assess them thoroughly to work out what's actually wrong with them to see what's what the injury is or whether they're ill. And once we know what's wrong with that particular animal, it might be that we might be able to help as a massage therapist uh, might be appropriate to help that dog recover. So if they have hurt a muscle or a tendon, or they are recovering from a surgery. So they might have had um, a broken leg and they've had a surgery and their leg's been in plaster and they've been recovering. And once it's all healed, um, sometimes the muscles and everything that have been a little bit damaged as part of that process need to be treated by someone putting their hands on them and helping to supple up those tissues again and get them back in good condition so that they work well and the dog's nice and comfortable and moves well. So is it harder because of coronavirus? Yeah, coronavirus has been quite tricky (laughs) for a lot of people, I think. Um, Particularly hard for the massage part of my business because unfortunately you can't massage a dog via Zoom. So (laughs) it's really difficult. So there was some time where I wasn't able to, uh, to treat any of the dogs that I normally see. Um, but then uh, we managed to change some of the protocols we used um, to make it safe uh, for me to still be able to treat um, some of my clients that have been able to carry on massaging some of my dogs. Um, and on the training side, I am able to use Zoom for some of the training. So that's been useful. We can actually see the person with their dog over the video call and coach them uh, whilst they're in the comfort of their own home, show them how to train things with their dog. And that's been going really well. Yeah. I think lots of my school friends will like the sound of your job, especially Lara and Ella. They are animal mad. Are they? <laughs> Do they have dogs? Um, Lara has a cat and Ella has a dog. Oh, and do you have pets, Gwen? Uh, yes, we have two cats. Oh, lovely. That's great. Oh, well, I hope they do enjoy this. I think it's wonderful, your podcast, giving lots of information about lots of different jobs to all your friends and lots of other young people. It's great. How can people find your blog and website? So, uh, so my two businesses, they're both part of uh, Complete Canine. So it's completecaninedogtraining.co.uk and completecaninemassage.co.uk are my two websites. And they've got all my links to all the other ways of contacting me and finding out how I might be able to help with training or massage. We read some of the stories on your website before we did this. Oh, great. Thank you. <laughs> That's really very nice of you to have a read through. What did you find on there? Well, we found the first one, which was, I think, was about a Labrador who had hurt their leg. And they, then they went to the vets and then they came to you and you helped it all better. 
Oh, yes. Yeah, I think that's probably lovely Henry, <laughs> who I saw for quite some time. Yeah, he was a lovely boy, little Henry. He had um, arthritis and elbow dysplasia, which is where the elbow joint, the bones in the joint don't fit together properly. And when that happens, they're more likely to get arthritis in the joint as well, which is obviously a bit, it's a bit painful and it can make it harder for them to walk properly because the joint isn't very stable. And so the massage really helped Henry. He was, he, he had some pain relief from the vet. He was going to the hydrotherapy as well. Um, but the massage just really helped to supple out all of his soft tissues so that he could move much better. And he was just much happier in himself, which was lovely to see. Really nice. Well, we'll put links in the episode notes for anyone that wants to train or help with their dog. Mm -hmm. Oh, thank you, Gwen. That's lovely. That's really kind of you. Thanks so much. (laughs) Thank you, too. I think that's all of the questions, right? Yep. Okay, then. Bye. Oh, bye, Gwen. Thank you for having me on your podcast. (laughs) Thank you, too. Thank you for listening. I hope you can join me next week to hear all about what an architect does all day at work. Bye.